Hi, I'm Frankie Frayne, and I've been making movies since I was a kid. I've made three low-budget feature films of varying success, and I went to film school. Twice. For better or worse, I've developed a science for completing feature-length projects on pocket change, and it has a lot to do with the kinds of conversations you'll hear on this podcast with teachers, friends, and artists. You don't have to pay 40 grand a year for bad advice. This is Discount Film School. So when I decided that I wanted to do a uh, a film school podcast, um, there were obvi- there were people that I don't normally get the opportunity to talk to talk to, who I wanted to go over some things with, learn a few things from, and then there's folks who have been there since the beginning. Um, a lot of you, especially if you're kind of starting out in film, you know that there's you need that initial thing. There for a lot of people, it's uh, their first weird movie that they see where they go, oh, I could do that. But sometimes that's not always enough. I, I certainly had that experience. But without meeting today's guest, um, nothing happened. No filmmaking happens. Like it's such a lead up, such a big lead up. <laughs> <laughs> that's John Hunt for anyone who doesn't already know John. Um, yeah, without John, the, the everything that I do creatively kind of doesn't happen because he was the first one to be like, well, I can get us some cameras. I can get us some music. Um, I can support the technology that's required. Um, and not just that, not just a button pusher, but also somebody who was like, we should do this. We should make yep. a movie. Um, from that point, you know, and then of course we would have uh, a constant back and forth for the next 13 years where, uh, I'm the one pushing him along, but, but that's kind of just how it goes. Uh, I couldn't imagine doing a project, uh, ever without, uh, without John Hunt. Um, he's kind of the, you know, set in concrete in our little universe. So I think what I want to do today is go back as far back as we can remember, way back, and try to try to pave the road all the way up to this moment if we can. Paving the road—that's a—that's a—it's quite a task. <laughs> Dig way back into the memories. Yes. <laughs> um. So before you, yes. Um. I thought that I had to go to Canada. <laughs> you thought that you had to go to Canada. <laughs> to make, Why to make any kinds of films? So, um, we all know I started with, or maybe we don't all know, um. There was kind of there was like South Park animation, mm-hmm. like yep. rudimentary construction paper animation. But before that, there was also like I had a, um, I think I had kind of, I think something like The Simpsons and kind of like more modern comedy like that gave me that that first sense of like a penchant for like oh I could I want to make fun of things yep. I want to um, I want to satirize a little bit yeah um, and we you know I, my best friend at the time was Will who mm-hmm. we we both become very good friends with. And uh, he was kind of, you know, if, if I was using Trey Parker and Matt Stone as my model for, oh, I want to be like those guys, um, I needed like that best friend partnership. Mm. And, and I kind of like grabbed Will at the time very willingly <laughs> over time, of course, like any, anybody oh, yeah. else. Well, he was really into it at the beginning. I remember, yeah. I remember he was right alongside, you know, through the beginning of, of all that stuff and into 10 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and And we, yeah, we wanted to do kind of, I, it was the first time I dragged out my parents' high eight uh, camcorder. Um, <laughs> the Sony, yeah, the Sony, yeah, <laughs> Sony yeah. high eight, and um, which they, I think we had had that since we were, I don't know, I was probably since I was eight or so. Home video camera, yeah, and um, I think I've the only time I ever used it, used it like I like put it in my hands, I pushed record, and I walked around with it. Was um, my dad was on one of his like major like my dad uh, uh, fixes um, engine rooms for like yachts and sailing boats and stuff like that. He's he's a hydraulic engineer, and um, 
he brought me aboard this vessel called the Wally Gator, which was like this, I don't know, multi-million dollar vessel. It was like a big deal for him to have that job at the time. He's like, you got to come see this boat, Frank. And I remember he like <laughs> he was taking all kinds of video of it because he was really interested in it. And he handed it to me and was like, because he had to go off and actually do some work. Yep. And he was, <laughs> he knew that he could, maybe he could entrust it with me. And he was like, don't break it or I'll kill you. <laughs> and he would always say the same thing, which was, um, uh, I can't buy a second one. I, I, I can't buy a second one. So I mean, I walked around with it, and like that was like the first feeling of like respect for the technology. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I I dragged that out probably around seventh grade. Um, made little animations in MS Paint, mm-hmm. or not animations, but uh, drawings. Yep. Um, that were yeah, I guess you could say like sort of South Park inspired, in as much as they kind of they were jittery, like little stop motion yeah. type stuff. Um, was playing with scale with like one, you know, one cutout would be really tiny and then the next one would be a little bigger, the next mm-hmm. one would be a little bigger. And now that's somebody walking forward in the frame and just doing stop motion, li- literally uh, aiming the camera down at a canvas of construction paper. Mm-hmm. And I say construction paper, I'm lying. It was, it was computer paper. <laughs> was it colored computer paper? Uh, no, it was, it, in, it was or? all white and I would just print. Like on the desk jet, <laughs> print colors and yeah. cut them out. <laughs> Run out of all my parents' ink. Awesome. That was also my parents' printer. Yep. <laughs> and then, um, and then yeah, like like record stop, hmm. record stop. It's not like there are cameras that do stop motion oh, animation. Yeah, click, yeah. That actually are for like getting those frames. This was literally like <laughs> like you know only recording for as much time as I wanted it to be recording. And sometimes yeah, everything would be static for a moment to record a little longer. Yes. And it was just it was all in camera edits. Yep. And then I had the challenge of like now I gotta add sound to this. Yep. So I would um go upstairs to my you know, the one T V I had control over, which was my TV my little like gray mm-hmm. T V. I would aim the camera at like I would dub it to VHS. Yep. Then I would take the camera, aim the camera at the TV, and do the voices while it was playing. Oh, back. that's great! That's just that's just like classic. Like uh, this is the only solution I can think of. Yes, you know that's just awesome. And of course, the refresh rate's all wrong. So yeah. there's a line. There's like a little like analog line constantly scrolling the yep. screen. Um, and I remember I. I wanted to make my own little like TV show or whatever, and it was Will and I called it "I'm So Happy," and it was based on you know, like the, the main characters were like Keith, Jake, so like Keith Sadik, Jake mm-hmm. Sadik, Frankie, and Will, which is really ironic because we would later make like Sexually Frank, which is <laughs> sort of the same thing, almost, yeah. Um, but it was kind of this hyperbolic, like based on some of the things that happen in school. But, again, very derivative, really. But that was the that TV show, quote unquote. Uh, was the first thing to inspire me to like write a complete script, and then I mm-hmm. I would enjoy like binding the script, and being like, <laughs> the and then whole make, process. Yeah, making, making it a official. cover, making a cover for it, and then it's it's interesting that 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 a sense of needing it to be official like starts very early yes, in the process. Yes, like this needs to look somewhat yeah like a real thing. I even remember going even further back when I had a Tandy home computer. Yep. Um, I mean, going way back, like I was like seven years old. Yeah. Um, you were a little older because you're you're six years older than me. Yep. Uh, did you ever have a Tandy? Uh, or probably. Like yeah, I, I've had many different computers. I'm sure I've had one like that. Well, they, it had like some word process. It wasn't Microsoft mm-hmm. Office. That wasn't until yeah. Windows 3.1. Um, but I I wanted to make uh, a book. I wanted to write a book. Mm-hmm. 
And I had like I was the kind of kid that read like movie novelizations, like the, <laughs> like they had like the center pages were like full color Polaroids yep, that were from like the go, film. go see the film on November eighth. <laughs> like um, so I wanted to make one of those with an episode of the Power Rangers, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't even have a TV in the computer room. So what I would do is I would turn on the I would turn on Power Rangers downstairs. I had like yep. a tape of it. Or I taped it off TV. <laughs> and then I would run upstairs. I would remember all, or I would try to write down, but most of the time I would just remember the dialogue, mm-hmm. run upstairs, jot it down, like type it. Oh you my know, goodness. <laughs> and, and, and then be like, Jason said, to Kimberly said. And, and, and I, I did this. I did the entire pilot episode of the Power Rangers like that. Wow. But it crashed one time and I cried all day. <laughs> oh no. It was gone. It was the, it just, the file was completely yeah, gone. I've never heard that story before. That's yeah. like, that's ancient ancient. <laughs> Running up and down the stairs and my dad, like, I remember when it crashed my dad, like, wanted to go hurt somebody. Because <laughs> he was really, like, my parents didn't really know what the hell I was doing. Well, my mom made costumes. Yeah. Um, and my dad actually, like, when we had science projects and stuff for school, like, I remember we had to, we had to build a, um, a catapult one time. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and my, my sister had to build, like, an alien. Like, what would an alien be? And what kind, what, you know, what, what, what kind of, uh, chemicals would it breathe yeah. or stuff like that? And my dad designed, like, out of, um, like, wetted cloth, this, like, really cool looking alien. So, and my dad would work on, like, like, a popsicle stick outhouses and stuff like that mm-hmm. so and my mom made really as every halloween she would make pretty like grade a um you know she'd take a few different pad like store-bought patterns yeah. combine them all yep. add a little of her own creativity she would always be involved in school plays and stuff yeah and make the uh like we had we, i was in like a food-based play <laughs> and she made like the, like a giant uh hershey's bar costume and the same one keith that was in yeah that that same one um she didn't make yeah he was in a prince pasta box but she didn't make that in fact that was sally huntington (laughs) Corey huntington's mom who yeah Corey would later be involved with us but um so yeah so i came from i think somewhat creative people my grandparents uh were broadway actors yeah wow Uh, really yeah well my grandma was my my grandmother and her sister uh or at least off broadway and then they had a few leads that that you know marriage and the times kind of yeah. got, in, got in the way of but they were involved heavily in um i don't remember what the playhouse is called it's in fall river but heavily involved in some like fall river stage mm. productions and stuff like that so so i came from some of the some of yep. the stuff was genetic but in general like as far as my parents weren't movie people yeah when we went to the movies like when we decided we're gonna go out and go watch a movie we would like it was a big production. Like if, to them, it was. I, I look at the movies as a very cons- like going out to the movies as yep. a very consumer based thing. Like it's ten bucks. Um, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be cheap. It's supposed to be quick. You go to the bathroom once and you're done. They would like <laughs> we buy like all the popcorn and everybody would take turns holding it so that, to let the yep. other go to the bathroom. It was a big production. They thought of it like it was really hard for them to get, out, to get yeah, out of the house. I remember that same thing too. I mean, any anytime you got two kids out of the house and we went to go do anything, it was a big deal because it never happened. You know, it was very infrequent. Yeah, and that was. I mean, it was. I, I remember that same experience of like, ooh, movies. Yeah, you know? yeah. It wasn't like um. Like some kids I knew, especially film students that I would meet later on, uh, they grew up with movies. Like they saw yeah. Evil Dead when they were seven, and they're yep. like, "Oh yeah!" Like they were old hats at it. For me, it wasn't <laughs> that at all. Like, yep. I my taste was whatever my VHS collection was, mm-hmm. and the VHS collection was utterly arbitrary. Yep. Because my parents would see something in a store, go, "That looks good for the kid." Yeah. And often would bring home things that were wildly inappropriate for me, just because they didn't know. <laughs> like I remember that you know it's like okay, you bring a kid like a Robin Hood movie. Yeah. And they ended up bringing home like the Kevin Costner one, which has like lots of blood and swears. Yeah, that's and, uh, not for little kids. Right, and they didn't know that. So. <laughs> So I, I I got to kind of 
peek in on like oh like movies like there's something yep. outside it kept it interesting and weird to me and I, th I think that kept it like attractive did you get a lot of movies into your childhood VHS collections do you have a lot was there a lot of motion because I know in my family's we had like E.T. which mm. we bought with the VCR and then we got like 10 movies over the course of the next 10 years and that <laughs> wow. was that was the extent of the collection oh like did I did I like rally yeah, did you see a lot of, of movies did your parents buy a lot of movies not a lot we, we ended up probably yeah probably with a few dozen yeah. ultimately but it was all it was normally pushed by me like i'd be we'd be out yeah. and not i was also like anytime i went to stop and shop i'd be like can i pick up like a five pack of blank vhs's <laughs> and i would go wild taping stuff yeah yeah um so i kind of made a lot of my own collection and then eventually like you know i i my parents again they didn't really know movies they had to go off the rating system so mm -hmm. they were like that's an r-rated movie we're not watching R-rated movies in the, this house. So I, yeah. I never, again, a lot of kids I knew saw lots of R-rated movies. Um, I didn't see my first one until I was seven. Ironically, <laughs> uh, it was, or maybe I was like eight. I was older. Eight. Still, that's pretty young for an R-rated film. Maybe it was like 10. Now that I think I think it was like fourth grade. Um, it was <laughs> it was like the lamest R-rated movie ever. <laughs> it was uh, When a Man Loves a Woman um, with, I want to say, who's the who's the actress who always acts opposite? Tom Hanks. Oh, I have no idea. I'm so bad <laughs> with. I'm terrible with. with I mean, names. she's like the most famous actress ever. Um, I can't remember right now, but um, Meg Ryan. Okay. Um, it was about like like this woman and her alcoholism, and there yeah. were maybe like six fucks, and that's what made it R rated. <laughs> and, and, and like she that's it. She same. She passed out at one point and was naked, but it was just her butt, yep. and it wasn't sexual. Um, the reason I saw it was because my mom went back to school for nursing to get mm -hmm. her bachelor's. And they had to watch it as some in some civics class or something, and so she had to like watch me, and she was like, "I got to watch this movie, and my kids around, <laughs> well, deal with the six fox." Yeah, <laughs> um, but I remember, yeah, I remember it being kind of an awakening. Just hearing the word "fuck" in a movie was at that age, like kind of yeah. like n not attractive, but like whoa, that's allowed. Like because I never heard of such a thing. Yep. And then my parents knew I was like I was a big Rocky fan and stuff, so they knew I was a Stallone fan. That was yeah. when my dad was like, "We're gonna go out to Kmart." And get like we want to see Stallone. <laughs> we want to see Stallone in action. And there were there was like a small you know island of VHSs in the center of the hallway of the yep. corridor. And I saw First Blood and I saw Rambo. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Can we get those?" And he's like, "Sure, that's why we're here." <laughs> uh, and I of course didn't show him the rating or anything. He yeah. just thought Stallone. Like that yeah. can't be that bad for a kid, especially a male. <laughs> um, and we went home and yeah, there was like lots of violence, lots of swearing, and so yep. that was like that next step. And then finally, yeah, by the time I got to middle school. Um, it was, uh, you know, one of my classmates was like, You've, if you love The Simpsons, which my, for some reason that was like totally permissible in my house. My dad yep. saw the sat, like the intelligence and the satire in The Simpsons. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, for a long time in my household, The Simpsons was not allowed. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was like, until I was about 11 or 12, it was not, not for me Which to seems watch. ridiculous now. Yeah. Like, I bet kids now can watch the hell out of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Don't but back can. then, for it was like the first time an adult cartoon was kind of available. Yeah. Um, you know, with the exception of a few very rare, like Fritz the Cat and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't have cable either. That was the other thing. So I was really oh, wow. kind of like TGI Fridays, like the, like ABC Network Television, some Fox Kids, and like Rambo, wow. and When a Man Loves a Woman. So it's yep. like all really kind of like uh, sectioned off from reality. And Will, speaking of Will, uh, he and his brother had you know they they lived with their dad and mm -hmm. he had cable. And they were big Beavis and Butthead fans. <laughs> and for me, like, especially like, like butting into sex, learning yeah. about new things, like somehow that went along with it all. Like, like 
those first steps into those first pubic hairs, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> those first steps into like <laughs> a, a larger adult, more adult world. Yep. And I'm not even sure I liked it, but I just, what I did like was like the fact that a piece of media, that a television show could be yeah. that brown bagged. Yeah. Could be that like, whoa, this is like really bad. Like the, you know, it might as well have been, <laughs> been tits. It's not even really that bad. God, no, not at all. But it was really like at the time yeah. it was like, do not tell your parents you were watching this with yep. us. Um, <laughs> which is just so stupid. I, I think on that show they say like sucks, but, yes, but sucks and butt. And yeah, <laughs> it's about and, as like, harsh as it gets. Uh, uh, we, you know, I, let's do her. You know, that's a, <laughs> uh, not even like like let's fuck her. Let's nothing like that. And still, in my mind, that show is very like edgy, and it, it's totally not. It, now. Not it's not. It's like tame. <laughs> and that's when yeah, somebody slipped. One of my classmates slipped me uh, his own via. Like they had a South Park marathon. Mm-hmm. And they were like, if you think Simpsons is awesome watch this yep. and it was like five or six episodes in a row of south park wow and um and it was like a whole new world and the internet yeah. was just kind of on like we had we had done prodigy for a little while on the <laughs> tandy and then we moved when we got the, the windows 3.1 machine we went to aol yep and that was when you could suddenly start to download like small little audio clips of things. Mm-hmm. So you know you download Cartman being like, "I'm not fat, I'm big." Bone. Yeah, this was this was still before the days of video, really. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. not enough bandwidth for that crap. You're starting to very slowly, you know. Now you have the opportunity to like. I would always seize anytime I saw like like um, specials on like the making of yep. uh, Toy Story or the making any kind of makings of always really caught my interest. And like I said, I mean, with the Power Rangers book and stuff, I wanted to be an author mm-hmm. at one point. Later on, I wanted to, like, draw. I remember, yeah, for a very brief period, like, Pixar made me really, like, Toy Story made yeah. me really interested in animation. I think a lot yep. of people went through that. They were like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> this is new. Um, and, yeah, that I was definitely in fourth grade when Toy Story came out, which is, isn't yeah. that weird? Because Toy Story 3 kind of recently came yeah, out. Yeah, relatively recently, yeah. a couple years ago. Um, it's weird to me that, like, sequels of things. Span that yeah. whole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then finally, it was you know when I when I read enough about Trey Parker and Matt Stone and their show, they kept referring to themselves as filmmakers, yep. not as animators, but as filmmakers, which I thought was kind of weird. And as I dive deeper and deeper into it, and I start, I was playing around with the animations and whatnot, and I was writing little scripts. Um, it all kind of led up to the same guy who slipped me the VHS. Um, he had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. We were all there, um, all of our friends, many of whom. Either were involved in 10 pounds in some way. We're talking about like Keith Sadick, Aaron yep. St. Laurent, like lots of, you know, all those guys were there. We were 12 or 13. I was aware that, um, that Trey made a movie called, uh, Cannibal the Musical mm-hmm. when he was in college. I was aware of it. But we went like the, the the mother brought us out to the video store and was like, pick out a movie and we'll go home with it. <laughs> and I, I saw Cannibal in the in Blockbuster, which is actually weird thinking back on it because Blockbuster yeah. would rarely hold like a trauma movie. Like yeah, that's that. pretty. It was pretty independent at the time. Very, especially at the like now you can, like you can't avoid independent movies. There's so many on <laughs> yeah. the internet, but at, at the time it was like, um, yeah, you 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 had your 18 copies of Scream <laughs> and and n- nothing else. Yep, um, which is why Blockbuster went under actually. Yeah. Because uh, it didn't really keep up with the like with yeah. large quantity selection. Mm-hmm. Um, go home with that, pop it in. There's multiple previews of like other trauma movies. I don't even yeah. know what a trauma is. Yep. Um, 
the CRT monitor is calibrated all wrong. So any so any blood is orange. Oh my god! And everybody every, everybody's laughing a lot. Like everybody's like, "What did you bring home? What is this?" And we're all having a really good time just laughing. Yep. Then the movie starts, and it's actually pretty good. And uh, but yeah, the, or, the blood is still orange. It's still a little dumb. Some people kind of walk out of the room not really caring. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty transfixed, and I, I I dare say it changed everything, because I wasn't. I was focused on how much fun it looked to make the movie and not really the movie itself. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, we could all make a movie. And that was kind of the seeds of, then I went off to Will and I think we started talking about like, what if we made this movie about like fat people? I don't know where, <laughs> where we came up with that. No idea where the actual original idea. I think it was because he had, um, you know, he had some friends and one of them made a lot, like a lot of self-deprecating fat jokes about himself. And we were like, yeah, he could, he could be like our, you know, main fat character who wants to lose <laughs> weight and all this crazy shit happens yep. to him. And, um, and yeah, and like just seeing other parodies, like especially, uh, the, the Simpsons South Park, yeah. they always did parodies. They always took some kind of movie or pop culture thing and parodied it. Yep. And so, um, I remember, you know, being like, we should parody like Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> and that's when, and that really, that's how t- I Need to Lose 10 Pounds came about. Cause it was like, yeah, we, we can make this character named Silly Wonka and he's actually a pimp. And we could make it, you know, he teams up with this fat kid. And that's really where it all came from. And from there, it was like once we started writing the script, it was kind of set in stone that we were going to make it. And I remember actually the weird, (laughs) I had an IM conversation with Will. And I said, this one, we actually have to finish. Because we had already- <laughs> Have we, there been previous attempts that just- Well, the cartoon. Yep. And and a few <laughs> other things like that. And that was the, like, I was like, we, we're going to finish this one. I didn't know how seriously I was actually <laughs> ever going to take myself. How old were you at that point? That was- uh, I had just turned 14. Okay. Um, like, just, just turned 14. So I hadn't met you yet. Yep. Um, so I'm-, I'm uh, yeah, I, I had made a few like little construction paper animations, but because of the method, never came out quite right. Yeah. But now I'm kind of starting to think about filmmaking and live action filmmaking because I can't draw anyway, and the stop motion shit is boring. <laughs> um, and maybe it would just be easier to get people in front of the camera. And I remember, I, I, I can't remember which website I was on or what was going on, but I was... Um, I was I was maybe just googling so not not googling Google wasn't around yet. <laughs> like I was probably all yes Alta Vistaing something, <laughs> and um, and I came across like, there was just some bullshit ad on the side. Yeah. Um. Some some spammy looking thing, but I didn't know it was spam. I thought I it was like oh I'm totally interested. legitimate. Yeah. Um. For what was it called? I guess it was called Avid Home Video or Avid. Avid, it was by the Avid Corporation. Really, but it was a, it was like, um, it was basically like a kitty editing software. Huh. Ultimately, it's kind of interesting. And I, yeah, I was like, oh, what's this? And they were like, this is what really caught, caught my eye. They were like, take video and put it in the computer. Yep. And then mm-hmm. manipulate it. Yep. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that. That would change everything. Um, and I had actually been building up the all of the assets, the construction paper assets for how Hitler stole Hanukkah, the that little cart like Dr. Seuss uh inspired cartoon that I ended up doing. And I was gonna do it with in fact I, I remember I, I was trying to make uh make it a Christmas gift for all my friends at school and I was yeah. gonna stop motion animate it. And my sister sat with me uh all night the night before Chris uh like the night before we were gonna leave for Christmas break, cutting out construction paper and I thought I was gonna be able to animate it all in one that one night. Oh. And it just all like after like <laughs> the apart. opening scene it all fell apart and yep. I just went to sleep and was like, sorry, I can't do this. But they were all ready to go. So I knew whatever if once I got this magical editing software, that was the first thing I was gonna do. Yeah. Cause I was like, yeah, it, even though it's for manipulating live action images 
maybe I can take maybe I can take the the stuff I've drawn into the program and then sort of what I I learned it would be just keyframe animation. Yeah. But I I was like yeah like basically do this all on the computer. So I tell my dad about it, and, he, and my dad was always all about like trying to you know help us out when we yeah. had these little creative aspirations. And Christmas was was upon us. And so I'm gonna see what I can do. So he buys a, um, and this is like I I think one of my most epic, most hilarious, most fun stories, <laughs> and it's how this whole adventure of filmmaking begins. Um, he is like, you know, we have to buy him a whole new computer. <laughs> yeah. In order for yeah. the story, which he was right. Yep. Um, I didn't think so. It's kind of amazing that your dad figured that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, well, he would go to, he had, he put a lot of stock in CompUSA. Yep. Um, which was like this kind of like computer store warehouse sort of like. Yeah, it was a big deal at the yeah. time. Yeah. I don't even know if they still do. No, they still, they're gone. They're, they're all gone. gone yeah. Yep. Um, but he, it was, there was one in North Attleboro, which is maybe 60 miles from this house mm-hmm. um, and from the house I grew up in. And so, but I think he would go back and forth from them. And Christmas morning, I got a new computer. It was this little HP computer, but it was, um, you know, my last machine had four gigs of hard drive space, (laughs) um, Windows 98. And this one had, uh, I think it shipped with, well, it shipped with 98. No, the last one had 95. Yeah. This shipped with 98, mm-hmm. and it had 20 gigs of hard drive space, ah, which was like, holy luxury. shit. Luxury. Yeah, I was like, whoa, like, yeah. I don't even know how I'm going to fill that up. Yeah. But, they, you know, I started talking to the computer guys, and they were like, video is big. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Yeah, I'm sure. But, you yeah. know, I had downloaded video clips before, not realizing that they were highly compressed, mm-hmm. um, thinking it was all just the same yeah. and not knowing resolutions yet and whatnot. Um, so I turn on this new computer. It's all, you know, it's got its OEM install of Windows. Mm -hmm. I install the software. I install the capture card that comes with the software, which is the most critical. Yep. um, Which is actually a video card that you install into the machine that has the red, white, and yellow composite uh, ports on the back. Connect that to the VCR. I remember it was, (laughs) of all the movies, Batman and Robin. (laughs) I capture that. I start editing it. And sure, yeah, I've got in and out points. And I'm I'm editing. Like I've I've got it there. Yep. And this was in this Avid program? Yeah, this weird little, like, um, I just remember the box was red. And it had, like, some dude on the front, like, some cool-looking dude on the front with, like, glasses. Like, like 3D glasses. (laughs) And it was like, whoa, Avid. (laughs) Um, One day I turn on the computer to do my thing. To keep playing with this, mm-hmm. and like, I video is not playing back. I have no idea what's going on. Yep. Um, and I don't know how to fix it. And I, I wouldn't even. I, I'm sure it was something simple now, but it would it would uh, <laughs> spark all this action um, that, that that became very expensive and very crazy. <laughs> um, so my dad, of course, doesn't know how to fix it. Yeah. Um, my dad to this day can't type. Um, <laughs> he he can listen to people. He can yeah. you know, re- but he he can't like he doesn't know what to do. So we. What he does know how to do is is unplug a computer and plug it back in. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to unplug it, put it in the car, and bring it back to <laughs> North Attleboro. Yeah, uh, we go all the way up there. It's like it's broken, and the guys don't know. While they spec the computer for us, yeah. they don't know video editing. Yeah. Uh, he probably bought it from them, but they don't know how to fix it. Yep. And every time you bring it to CompUSA's little support counter, yeah. it's a hundred bucks. Oh my god! So every time Even we then. would go, it, we would get yeah. hit by a, another hundred bucks. A hundred bucks was a little more expensive ne- then than it is now. Um, 
<laughs> so they ended up going like, well, there is this one video software that one of these guys knows if you want to get a refund on the Avid and buy that and then he can help you with that. Yep. And we were like, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we ended up with, it was a uh, lead. Which may have you ever heard of them? I've heard heard of them. Do yeah. they still make it? I think they still make software, don't Every they? Every now and then I'll hear some fucking freak be yeah, like, it's, you it's lead. Way out to the it's yeah. like it's super consumery. And I ended up going the same sort of path with that where it worked for a moment and then it didn't and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um it just was really bumpy and I, I just really needed guidance. Um yep. And I, I, there was no guidance to be found no matter how many $100 bills we kept slapping down on the table. And it wow. kept happening over and over again. And my dad was starting to, if you ask him about that to this day, he'll be like, I was getting pissed, right? Because I wasn't winning. Because <laughs> he wanted him to be all yeah. wrapped up on Christmas morning. Like, here you go. Have, you know, edit some video. Yeah. And uh, and he just wasn't going to be satisfied until I was, like, flying. This is on the forefront of, like, the ability to edit video on home computers yeah. that are not $30,000 machines. Completely, yeah. I mean, and... this is two, this is two, <laughs> 2000, too. Yep. Um, it, yeah, it, it's funny because I, I talk now to um, to people who work at Emerson uh, who were working in IT at that time, a year yeah. before that, a year before that. The labs were comprised of $30,000 systems. Yep. Um, all of them had major peripheral devices connected to them, mm-hmm. and the you know they they use some I don't even know what this is some kind of mass storage uh, editing solution that yep. that was you know had some kind of proprietary connection to all the machines called yeah. Media One Hundred, and I guess it was it was some major hugely expensive disaster, um, <laughs> and that, that that's all that trying to edit video on your own when you're not a film studio was at that time was yeah. hugely expensive disasters. <laughs> um, well, I remember I actually, before that time, I had something called the iOmega Buzz, which you may have never heard I've of. I've heard of iOmega. <laughs> um, iOmega Buzz was a little pod that sat outside that could record in motion JPEG. It didn't actually record oh, wow. in any of the modern formats, but this is like 98 99 It was like 350 bucks. That was my first thing into digital video. That was before we met by a couple years, because I used to do things with video before too, but well, yeah, talk what, about that. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk about that too. Yeah. I want to kind of do this with you. Um, but so we, uh, you know, and also now at this time, I'm I'm realizing like I got to get stuff off the computer too. Um, like it's <laughs> Out too, of it. yeah. it's too like yeah, like the, the, these these files are really large, and I I heard about these things called burners. And I was like, I need to buy like a CD burn. I ended up paying for that with my own money, and I made tons of discs with just data on them. Yep. This is all like just chasing your tail, eating your tail. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> we kind of like, you know, we're looking our wounds. We're at home. We're like, what the fuck? Like, we got this new computer. At one point, I think it was for the lead thing. They were like, uh, yeah, this software is not going to work with the motherboard that we gave you. Uh, it was an integrated motherboard with, yep. in- with integrated audio video. And they were like, no, like for the capture card to work with ULead, it needs to be a separate video card and a separate audio card. Oh, wow. And so then they sold us more hardware. So now it's just like <laughs> it, it, it's ver- this little HP machine is becoming like this this Franken hmm. computer. Um, and it's all because nobody has the expertise. And it's yeah. pr- and also probably because things weren't available yet. Yep. So we're, we're looking at our wounds. We're trying to figure out what the next step is. And my dad starts to tr- try to with my mom, try to do some Internet research. And he he ends up in the Adobe forums of all things, um, the very early Adobe yeah. forums. Yep. Uh, at that time, Photoshop, kind of like now, was their major flagship software. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, but they hadn't done like a lot of their acquisitions yet. Like they would acquisition yeah. uh, all the macromedia stuff. Yep. Um, and become kind of a giant. But at that time, there were like Photoshop, a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, even though Final Cut Pro 
an avid media composer would kind of take over the industry. Mm-hmm. Adobe Premiere was the so- the editing software yes. of the disastrous expensive era. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Because I, I I actually I started editing with Premiere in the mid 90s. Yeah, a at, lot of people at did. WHS with 4.2 or even earlier, I think. <laughs> That's right. I was 2.0. You know, or... I ended up um in the uh, the the video program at our high school, which yeah. you went through too, mm-hmm. and 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 the the instructor who was just a news camera guy, had used Premiere, and he was like, "Premiere's awful. That's why we bought the. <laughs> that's why we bought this." Yeah, and he brought in like these those massive OS nine um, Macs that had like yep. some early version of Final Cut, and he's like, oh, yeah. "This is better." We we wouldn't even use that because I w- I went through that that same program six years earlier, obviously. And, and that guy wasn't there. It was just frost. And it was all, it was, it was just the capture cards were, you know, one computer had a capture card. It could capture uncompressed video. And that was, that was it. It was 94, 95. So, uh, yeah. So he ends up in the Adobe forums Mm -hmm. and he comes across this French Canadian who's selling a pinnacle. Pinnacle was a giant at that time. Yes. Do you remember besides capture cards, what did they sell? Uh, video cards, just general uh, video cards. That was cards. it, right? Like yep. peripheral, like mostly just capture. And yeah, video, and yeah, capture and display, like just monitor cards. Yeah, um, like hubs for adapters like that mm-hmm. and whatnot. He was selling a DV500, which I would end up buying from him, which was um, some fancy version of the thing that, that my dad had bought me in the first place, which was, yep. uh, yeah, I, I, I want to say it actually connected Firewire to the back of the machine. It went to... Uh, RGB or went to you know red, yeah. red yellow white and then to the VCR or whatever. Yeah. It was an early digitizer. It just did a, it was a firewire digitizer. Yeah, what it was. It was five hundred bucks. And, yes, and 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 he was selling one. Um, and my dad instead of just being like, "We'd like to buy your capture card," mm-hmm. this is the the bright idea my dad gets, and this is fucking insane. Um, <laughs> the fact that any of it ended up working out is really hilarious. Um. But my dad goes, <laughs> the guy's name on, on the forum was Francois Dompierre. I mean, he was French. <laughs> and my dad French. goes, why don't you contact uh, Francois there <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and see if, him uh, tell him, listen, tell him this. He wanted me to do the correspondence because yeah. he, I was 14, he was still trying to teach me how to talk to adults and sure. how, to, how to, you know, kind of lead my own life. He's like, contact Francois, tell him I'll send him the damn computer. <laughs> So he'll box it up. He'll send it through customs <laughs> to another country, um, and uh, he's going to fix it up for you. Get Adobe on there for you. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to come up to Canada, and uh, we're going to go to his house, and he's going to teach you how to do it, and I'll pay him for the whole thing. <laughs> the fuck. And I was just like, "All right, okay." Now keep in mind, this is like this is the internet. This is a stranger on the internet. Um, at the time, the internet wasn't quite, it wasn't the Craigslist. Yeah. Sort of like, it was still kind of a time where you could, like, go, you could go to, like, a, um, you know, a, a message board and, like, actually meet people. And yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, it's a little harder to do that now yeah. in, in a world of, like, chat roulette and whatnot. Uh, so I, I contact him, and to my t- present day surprise, <laughs> I guess at the time <laughs> I was naive enough to think he would do it, um, he said, yeah. Um, Sure, and I think they settled on. I think the whole like the whole ordeal was going to be like a thousand bucks. Wow, we'll give you a thousand bucks. Make this all go. Make this whole problem go away. Yep. I mean, this is getting expensive for my yeah, dad, my dad crazy. at this point. Yeah. Um. And, and 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 keep in mind, like I mean, we didn't have the money for this. Yeah. But my dad, my dad was just hell bent on making this happen. 
So we box it up, we we package it real good, and we mm-hmm. send it off to Canada. Um, and then, you know, about a week, like two weeks later, we get this excited email from Francois with lots of exclamation points and broken English. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's ready. Come on up to my place. Jesus Christ. Um, we take the nine-hour trip to Montreal. Um, <laughs> we go through customs. My dad gets in a fight with the border the border cops yep. <laughs> about something or other. Uh, we go through. Um, my my we we pull up to his extremely French, like you know, kind of like uh, contemporary French looking apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been. I've never even been to Canada before at this point. <laughs> nuts. I'm noticing that like you know, it's all all the signs are in French and stuff. It's just crazy. Um, and and Francois is this like really attractive like blonde haired like French guy. And he's got this um, this big titted girlfriend with huge bushy armpits, <laughs> and their 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 house. I kid you not, their apartment smelled like wine and bo. Um, <laughs> and uh, my dad was like, "Hey, Francois, thanks for doing this for us." We all shook hands, and my parents were like, "All right, we're gonna go see uh, Notre Dame," <laughs> and, right. they, and they went off, and I stayed the night. At France, my God, your parents, my parents were just really trusting of Francois. For some reason, Francois gained their trust. My, my. Uh, they made me dinner that night. Yep. Francois made me dinner. The girlfriend was very nice to me. And I sat down with this dude who, there there was my computer, yep. but it looked very, very different. Um, he had completely re-imaged it. Yep. He partitioned it into two partitions. One was for general surfing, internet mm-hmm. surfing, and that was Windows 98. Yep. And the other side was Windows NT. That was for video editing. Yep. That was the more stable sort of server, yeah. trusted operating system. Indeed. Um, you don't want to be doing your internet surfing or your downloading or your, your music listening on this side of the computer. Yep. I mean, that was the kind of like time it was for technology. Now, nowadays, like any you can edit video on your iPhone. But back yeah. then, it was like, this is like... Segmented. Regimented. Yeah. Um, and it taught me like data management and, yep. and, and, and to respect like what you're doing when and, and yep. processes and stuff. Yep. And we stayed up actually very late. I brought a bunch of footage. I brought some high eight footage, like home, home video footage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we edited together some kind of like some of my home video footage to like the Schindler's List theme. <laughs> put, like, put, pretty hilarious. Yeah. Put some titles on it. Yep. Um, and it was great. Like, I, I ended up going home and, uh, I knew how, like, I had a pretty general sense of how to edit video. Um, we went home with that computer, and, and every now and then I would contact him for support. Yep. I remember one time he walked me through an install of something, and I canceled halfway through, mm-hmm. and he started swearing loudly in French and screaming. Because back then, if you remember, if you canceled an install... Oh, yeah, you could really fuck it up. Yeah, you could really fuck up your computer. Um, and, yeah, that, that was a... So the first thing I did, I dutifully... Went off and edited uh, how Hitler stole Hanukkah, and finally mm-hmm. made the full cartoon. Did you? Do you still keep in contact? When did you last contact this guy? Probably when I was like fourteen. Really? Sadly, it's, I, it's so dumb. I wish I, I wish I was in contact with him. Yeah. But in the end credits of the first cut of How Hitler Stole Hanukkah, special thanks to Francois Dampierre. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> That's his actual name, Francois. Dampierre? Francois Dampierre. But he was a good dude. Uh, but the irony, the reason that I took the last thirty-eight minutes to tell all of this <laughs> is because um, I was on the track team with. And I remember actually telling everybody the story, and people not really batting an eyelash about it while I was on track mm. um, with John's younger sister, yes, who I had a total crush on, 
and would kind of just follow around everywhere like a puppy dog and try to try to get in her good, good graces. And Everybody stuff. had a crush on her at the time. I know it was really really bugged me too because I was just like, "Fuck, man!" Like, I, I knew the better strategy would be to like have a crush on somebody nobody else has a crush on, true. and then take the whole market. Yep. <laughs> but she was definitely a seller's market. Um, but uh, but she was definitely amused by me, and we 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 were becoming friends. Yep. And she was like, "You get a real kick out of my brother," and I was like, "Okay." Um, <laughs> Whatever, yep. make me part of the family. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she, like I remember, somebody on the track team was like, "Oh, your brother's British, isn't he?" <laughs> Someone thought you were British. That's uh, not surprising. I often spoke with a British accent at the time, and I asked you why, and you were like, "Because people are nicer when to British people." It's true, they are. <laughs> Speak a little this, British accent, everybody treats you a little better. This is as good a strategy as any. <laughs> um, but I, I, I went to. Um, I went to she 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 was like I'd like to have a party for all the track people, mm. and uh, I went to your house, yep. which I've now been to a billion times. It was the first time I ever stepped inside the Hunt household. I met your mom that mm-hmm. time too. It was the only time I, I I believe it's the only time I spoke with your mother, who was very very nice. Yep. Uh, she would die later that year. Yep. But um. But Michaela like showed up late, so I actually like chilled out in your living room by myself for like ten minutes. <laughs> Turned out you were upstairs the whole time. But like very skinny, very young Frankie Frayne sitting on the couch. Yep. Not realizing his fate was about to collide with <laughs> the giant guy it's upstairs. Just Twelve feet. <laughs> Twelve feet between the fate. Um But I remember like she was uh, probably in some kind of sibling irritation with you in, at the moment because she was having a party and you were doing something. Quite possibly. Very possibly, yeah. And you, you came down the stairs, big guy, big, yeah, boom, booms on the stairs. She looks at me and goes, I'll always remember this. This is the first time I ever saw you. She goes, uh, the beast awakens. I don't remember that. No, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't. And she, you, you walk down. Uh, she's like, uh, John, this is my friend Frankie. And you go, hello, and walk past me. I do remember that. Do you? Yes. Um, <laughs> and that was that was it. And then a couple weeks later, you got the you got the general like my sister's friend treatment. Yes. Like, hello. Yeah. Right. Um, but then a couple of weeks later, she she actually I believe it was her idea, or somebody had an idea. Like we we had so many sort of I guess they they were would be memes now by today's yeah. standards. Lots of memes surrounding our friends. Yeah. Surrounding small social circle memes. Yeah. 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 And they were. We should put that. We should put this all into a movie. Everybody always thinks that they're they're <laughs> interesting. Yeah. They're interesting enough to put into a movie. Yep. So we can make this sort of like tr- you know sketch comedy video thing. You're a video guy. You can edit video now, thanks to Francois, um, who you keep talking about. <laughs> and uh, and that was the idea. But she was like, you know, my brother knows like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, like uh, computers. She was like, yeah, but like I'm talking about like video and audio. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, he does. I have a crush on him now. Um, and I, I was like, "What do you mean? Like, like can he like edit video? Because I didn't. I had to go to fucking Canada and get, get a video edited." And she was like, yeah, "I think so." She didn't know. Yeah. She actually, I think she was already getting bored by the idea before the, yeah, the conversation the, the was conversation even over. Was tanking. <laughs> but now I'm I'm yeah. I'm cued right in. Yep. And uh, she was like, "Well, why don't you come over on the weekend? We'll hang out and um, and John." You'll meet John, and we'll see what we can do. And I wrote r- written a little script mm-hmm. about one of those memes called Joe. And <laughs> the, Joe the first time we actually hung out and and sort of were in contact was the, uh, was a film shoot. It's kind of interesting that the the foundation of our friendship, the the very first time we ever hung out, we yep. did a project together. Yeah. Um, and I have all the raw footage to this day. <laughs> it still um, survives. It still, it still <laughs> survives. We. Uh, 
we went off and got like Wendy's Frosties. Oh yeah, they were good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, now then you and I started to kind of IM. Yeah, and we started to be in contact. And I was like, yeah. So like, do you like edit video? And you're like, yes. And I was like, like you put video, like you put video into the computer and edit it. And you were yeah. like, yes. Yep. And I was like, with what? <laughs> and, and you were like, with Firewire. Yeah. And I was like, ah, <laughs> this is driving me crazy that like you knew what that was. And I was like, this fucker's been living five miles down the street my yeah. whole life, and didn't yep. I didn't know this? Yeah, I mean, I had started working with video like in in the mid '90s in high school, and then gone through like the IO Mega Buzz phase in the '97, and then. People were just starting to coalesce around FireWire. Yes, and I don't even actually remember what I had edited by then, or what what you know technology I had available. But I apparently, I mean, I had been editing. You know, what, I had what inspired it in the first place? Um, well, I remember like in I I loved it in in uh, in high school. I mean, early on, just being able to capture video, and this is really early, like ninety five, ninety six. Wow, yeah, that's um, really early for video. Having a VHS tape and being able to capture it, and it was it couldn't really move off of the system on which you captured it at that time. It was it wasn't really portable. It couldn't be played back anywhere else because there was no codex for anything. Um, but it was just it was it was amazing, and I also I also helped. Um, Mr. Frost, who was the the MIDI class and video class, he's kind of like the, the all purpose. Yeah, like, I'll try to teach you how to animate with the tools we have here. And and some, he was a musician too. Yep. And you were a music. You were yes. heavily involved in band. Yep. And uh, and there was a project that that the whole MIDI class worked on, and what it was was uh, it was the uh, Alanis Morissette video, uh, ironic, the song, and we made a music video for it. Um, and it sounds, you know, ha ha, ha trivial, but, um, you know, to actually have clips that were layered and edits oh, yeah. and, and it was a lot of, it was a lot of still frame stuff that would just go through like zooms or pans or stuff. Just very, you know, like, like primitive, but, you know, it kind of got me really interested in thinking about it. And I had actually, I used to repair a lot of computers when I was younger. And one time, um, I was at, uh, I was repairing a computer in Westport and, um, I, I, they were cleaning some stuff out and I noticed they were going to throw some stuff out and they were throwing out a video camera. Mm. And I, I said, oh, well, well, instead of paying me, could I just take the video camera? He says, oh, I'll pay you anyway. You can take the video camera. It doesn't work. Um, so took the video camera home and it was missing a belt, used a rubber band instead and voila, oh, the, thing, the thing would work. On a video, a belt on a video camera? Yeah, this is a, a full size VHS video camera. Um, I don't what, even What did the belt do? The on? belt actually turned the tape. Oh, like. connected a motor inside. It was deep inside. Like the, a VHS the, tape? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was deep inside. I had it all apart. I was pretty good with taking stuff apart. <laughs> you like always that. talk about when you were, even when you were like uh, a toddler. Oh yeah. Like I mean, taking stuff apart. Yeah. Taking stereos apart and I could never get it back together and until much later, yeah. Um, but and then I had this video camera, so of course I'm gonna I'm gonna start to play around with it some. Um, and I remember I filled filmed this this really it was kind of dumb dumpy thing called the John Hunt Show. Um, <laughs> I have it. I archived it. There's two episodes. I don't know which one you have. Um, I think I have the second one. Yeah, the first one. I don't even know if it exists anymore. It was in my room with Nate Alden and Gary, and uh, and I think that was it. And it was just me, and I hosted this little show, and we just did, did this like stupid little. Yeah, you know, it's a little sketch comedy. Yeah. I did the same exact thing with my friends. Yeah, and then uh, so I, I I kept after that. And it was such fun. I kept wanting to make more things and do more creative things like that. Um, and so we 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 never actually got a whole lot of stuff recorded. But I I then by this point I had a job and I was starting to make some money, and so I could throw money at it. 
Um, and so I bought myself this dumpy video camera because the VHS one eventually died. Yeah. Like, video 8, the first Video 8 camcorder ever made. In fact, I still have it. Wow. Um, we should we should put that on a mantle somewhere. Yeah, I should. I should mount it. Or uh, And it was, and we made a few things with that, but then I just... The, the thing that was really kind of interesting to me was just the whole technology and the and the process and and I, I captured some stuff and edited some things I don't remember a whole lot of what it was I don't have any of it anymore uh, but the next big thing that we did was we actually uh, I, I did a second John Hunt show which is the one that you're familiar yeah. with um, and that was done we had a, a better video camera it was my friend Nate's um, it was he had a garage that had some nice space and I had my computer set up there it was all done. Analyze. I don't know if I edited it. I can't even remember. But and I, I think it might have been just in camera. Yeah, it's just yeah. in camera. But I mean, uh, and at that time, I wanted to kind of capture it, and I wanted to make this little studio. And I actually had a video mixing board at one point that I bought and then resold. This was all hmm. before uh, I I had met you, like when I was eighteen, nineteen. And you, were you working at Sweetcoin by that point? Oh yeah, yeah. I started working at, at Sweetcoin when I was seventeen. So I was already I was making good money, and I just had. You know, interesting things to spend it on. Yeah. You, know. you were you had done photography too. Yeah, a little bit of photography. I I had done photography in high school. I didn't have a good digital camera yet, but I would a couple years later. So between band, MIDI, video, yep, and music, or I already said yeah. music, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I mean you were pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I've, I've kind of I had a bunch of a bunch of different skills in that area, and also I had. Um, near the end of high school, I had become involved um, with a, a bunch of local bands, and I would go and I would help them set up audio. Um, I didn't know that. So it didn't, yeah. Uh, so it didn't sound like total crap. Um, oh, wow. Scott Baker's band, actually. Um, <laughs> the house I ended up buying. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we did it at the community center, a couple of different places. And yeah, I would just help with that. With that, and I also I learned a bunch about audio because there were some other guys there who obviously knew more. So um, learn by doing. Yeah, learn by yeah. doing. And then so I kind of had I had I had the MIDI stuff um, because I had taken lots of years of MIDI. A little bit of the video stuff from just mostly playing around. Um, I could write a little music, and I had a little bit of sound knowledge, just enough to like say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. basic. You know, we can get some get audio. it recorded. Yeah, better than somebody else. Uh, so a little, just a varied skill set. Did you um? Uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, uh, uh, Cakewalk. Yes. Um, so not only were you able to, to play piano, yep. play a, a couple of brass instruments, right? Yes. Yeah. I can. I, at the time, I probably can't now, but trumpet and tuba. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You played in the marching band mm-hmm. for, for a couple, with a couple yep. of those instruments. Uh, you were also able to use the software uh, Cakewalk yes. to design original compositions. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have a, a MIDI keyboard. They were still very expensive at the time. Um, they had them, and Cakewalk was actually the piece of software they used in the MIDI lab at the oh, time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, and so I'd gotten familiar with it just because I would record songs and then I'd have to edit them. Uh, and so I had, you know, I was, you know, downloaded the software off, you know, mass mailing or something AOL-ish yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time. And I just used that and I'd just sit at home and handwrite compositions. Yeah. A, yep. B flat, C. Yes. Write, write one part, then write the next and part. And then I'm going to go and yeah. make a chord out of that. Yes. So that I have to actually write every note in the chord. Yep. Um, which is actually how a lot of the, mo- most of the music in I Need to Lose 10 yeah. Pounds was written. It, it takes a very long time, but if you're careful about it, you end up with very refined uh, music that's very uh, very pleasant, and they hadn't. I mean, even to this day, MIDI sound, you know, computer generated music, yeah, doesn't sound the best. It's no. gotten it's gotten better. I mean, a lot of most TV shows use synth. Um, yeah, it, the the, be- the more expensive ones use yeah. live orchestra still, but um, 
it, it kind of fit in well with your interests because you were also designing like uh, video game RPGs. Oh yeah, that was I. I loved doing that. I mean, I was also programming, learning how to program during that time. And I wanted, I always wanted to make video games. And even early on, my video games had music. I would record music or, yeah. you know, because that was easy to do for computers even going way back. Well, when I met you, you had um, interacti.net. Yes. Which you still own the domain for. I do. But um, it was sort of like John's world. You know, mm-hmm. It was John's website. And I, that's something I didn't mention. I, I spent a lot of time through middle school learning website design too. Yep. I think what kind of attracted to me, what attracted me, was not necessarily films, although that ultimately ended up being the most sensible venue for me. Mm-hmm. But the idea of make your own, I yeah. like. I like the idea of you know when the internet first came out, it was like, oh, like what are all these websites? It felt like every website was its own little book made yeah. by some you know some author. And I was like, can I make my own and design my own? And I spent a lot of time making like Frankie's <laughs> World um, with all the shit that interests Some me. GeoCities. And, yeah, it was a GeoCity site, yeah. uh, which they, they provided like free hosting at that time. They were like one of the only ones. Um, but, uh, I came across your site. It was very well designed. Mm -hmm. They didn't have website templates like they do today. Yeah. You had to kind of like actually learn to code to some large extent. Yeah. Um, and that was the other thing is you, you, you probably, you knew a few programming languages at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I could program like HTML. HTML at the time was very simple. There wasn't much to know about web programming. I took a class on HTML at BCC. I already knew it too. So I was like ahead of the class and there were (laughs) all these old people trying to break into like the web design (laughs) career. And I was like, I'm already done with my assignment. My dad wanted me to go into it. Yep. Um, and I remember I actually used Flash on the on the That's site, which at the time right. was really like it wasn't fancy; it just was my logo that kind of that went was back profesh. And forth. Yeah, yeah, it was it was you know the real real deal. But I went there and you had uploaded a number of compositions. Yeah, all of them from your RPG. Yep. Um, and 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 they were <laughs> in John Hunt style, uh, <laughs> titled all fucked up. Oh yes, like like yeah. song three, like and- song three. Yep, arg done done oh, yeah. as, a, as a classic. <laughs> done. Yeah, yes. one of them was just called arg, <laughs> um, like some frustrated grunt. Uh, but I I downloaded all of them, and I it, at the risk of embarrassing myself and sounding a little corny. I would actually go to sleep to that music <laughs> thinking about the projects we could make yep. and like, well, this dude can make music. Like he can make fucking music. We can edit video together. Yep. Like we're going to be billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was, you know, I already had the 10 pound script and I had yeah. will and I was just like, this is the, this is what's going to make this possible. Yep. Um, and so I started to communicate some of that to you, I think. Yeah. I remember I, I, I got even closer with you when uh, Michaela rejected me outright when I asked yes. her out. And she went to prom with some dude. And uh, and you were like, you know, I buy things off the internet, which again was kind <laughs> of a, a distant concept. Yep. You were like, do you want anything? Just pay me back, but I'll, I'll order it. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, I guess looking back on it, it was a little suspicious because you're like 20, I'm 14. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ultimately it was, it was harmless. But uh, I was like, yes, order... That Lloyd Kaufman book, yep. um, because at the end of the Cannibal Tape was this Lloyd Kaufman book, and so now I read that, and that that is, that is a very inspirational book, and it's it really kind of goes into like here's what it goddamn takes to make a movie. Yeah, and that that that's a really that was a really like for the time that was a, that book was a big deal. Yes, I mean, 
Um, so you take, and then I started actually actually watching those movies and watch, yep. and then once DVD came out, it all changed because that's when you could listen to commentaries, yeah. you could watch the special, all those yeah. making ofs that I tried to tape off TV, it was all available. So within a year's time, like mm-hmm. the year 2000, 2001, I started dating Nina in late 2000 also. And, and so like with that, that was probably the most important year of my life. Like everything yeah. kind of clicked within several yeah, months and I time. remember I remember seeing <clears throat> the stuff you were working at the time the animation and being very impressed by it yeah. I, uh, and your energy for it too was really impressive and reading the early revisions of the script as well and like being like writing. wow uh, this is this is really impressive, you know. Which um, it wasn't at all. But no, it, to me it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I guess the like the idea of yeah getting something done. Yeah, and yeah. well, and just someone else who was interested in it from a different, a slightly different angle. I mean, yeah. I, my interest was really focused in the technology. It always has been. Yes. Uh, I mean, I certainly love the the you know experience and the output, but technology has always been my my big. Yeah, that seemed to lead the the technology interest seemed to lead you to each one of these avenues. Yeah, f- you know f- exactly the, what. Is the camera? Yep. What is the computer? You know the even instruments. Yeah, I, I would say to some extent. <clears throat> um, so, uh, I mean, the the when it really clicked, when it really was like, yeah, like back when I promised, well, this is the one we're gonna finish. <laughs> like th- when yeah. I knew, like, yeah, this is gonna be the one we finish. I it, probably because I loved Cannibal so much, we decided to make Ten Pounds a musical. And this is before we met John. Mm-hmm. So so now there's this huge reliance on the idea of musical competence. <laughs> music, yep. And I have no way to make music. Yeah. And now I have this like composer who who not only is is becoming a friend, but is like our friendship is kind of founded on the concept of making things together. Yep. So I was like, this is gonna fucking work. And so I, I shared with him the melody to um uh school bus. The song mm-hmm. the first song in Ten Pounds, at least it was at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, it's like I, I actually recorded it on my computer and sent it to you. This is me, me being like, here's our boss. It was like a so school. I remember that recording. Yeah. Because I listened to it a lot and I was like, ooh, this is rough. Me singing. Me singing. <laughs> yeah. I sang it. Yeah. I mean, I just could barely sing. Yeah. Um, which is weird. I as, as the years went by, I got better. But, um, <laughs> but at the time, I just couldn't. And he sends back an MP3 of like orchestra like (laughs) and i was i could hear i could hear and feel my whole film like that's the whole movie right there it it, and you know from if you want to learn more about i need to lose 10 pounds there's a a treasure trove (laughs) of information uh the 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 blu-ray that's going to come out in probably a couple of weeks um can can give you all that info but uh but that was, yeah, that was when it was like, okay, like, without John, this doesn't really happen. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I guess it was it was mostly the technology interest. Yeah, all of that, all of that, that music stuff, I remember doing that song. That was all hand done with sound fonts, which was, you know, a big sound deal Sound fonts, the time. that's right. Yeah, and that's still some of the best sounds you could get out of, a, out of MIDI PC was sound fonts. It sounded really good. Yeah, it does. And then we did we did a second song, too. We did the Blemia song. That was next? And, and literally, those MP3s you made back then are, are what's in the movie. Yeah. Um, like, from concept, like, you wrote those in 2000. We released the movie in 2006. Yep. Those MP3s are, are the ones that ended up in the movie. Yeah, I remember that. Wasn't there another song? Um, you wrote stuff that didn't make it in the movie. Yeah, like there was there was a song called "Sad Little Bum," wasn't there? Right, which or, which is actually technically the title of the song in the support group scene. Yeah, um, technically, but yeah, we, we it was um, 
an entirely different melody and yeah, I remember the melody still sticks in my head. It's kind of funny. So many I, years later, but I was so I was so high. At, well, what was the melody? Just out of curiosity. I'm so sad. Yeah. Cheer me up a tad. It's so hard, hard to, to be, be sad. sad. A, a sad, sad little bum. That's a, all I remember. What a dumb. Beat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember I was so I was so high off of that feeling of whoa I can feel my whole movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that you know between going to lunch. 30 times a day um <laughs> i would i would try i was like can we go to the piano and can you can you play that again just yeah it was not even productive it didn't even get us any further to completing anything but it it, it started my engine yeah of like oh yeah 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 this is gonna work out i mean you you, you your energy wavered for sure oh yeah as it, time it, went on for everybody did. i mean the movie took um from the time we started shooting which wasn't three until three years after i even wrote it um, <laughs> it's crazy to think about those timelines. It took another three years to finish it after yep. that. So it was like six years. Um, so every, and you know, all the music you had to write was, was handwritten and shit yes. like that. But, uh, ultimately you, <clears throat> do you remember all the cameras we went through? The, all the cameras we went through early on. I mean, I know we had lots of, lots of Sony digitalates. For some reason I was really into Sony digitalates. Well, it started with, yes, we had the TRVs. Yes. It started with, um, I bought the JVC. Yep. Which, um. Which I would nickname. Nina was like, "You should, you should name it." And I was like, "Fine, I, I'm going to name it Felix." Which actually yeah. was after the middle name of my grandfather. He was Francis Felix Frain, which mm. I always thought. I was like, "I wish I had that name, Francis Charles <laughs> Frain." Bullshit. I want the, the triple F. <laughs> so I named the little camera because I, I, I had to scrape together three hundred bucks to buy that camera, and I was actually for it was dishwashing money. Um, mm-hmm. Like literally, like that stereotypical and cliche <laughs> it was dishwashing money to buy a yep. camera but i bought it off ebay a, a very early ebay mm-hmm. and i remember showing my parents what i was about to do and they were like okay if that's what you want to spend your money on yep and i shot some of my earliest movies on like short films on that j on jvc felix yep which <laughs> ended up being my little internet name for the rest of my the, my youtube channel is jvc felix <laughs> that's where that came from yeah um that was kind of, I actually, I don't think I really bought a lot of cameras between then and even college because um, either it was, a, cameras were available at yeah. school, because now I'm in high school, and that we actually did have a video program, a very kind of small, lame one, but we yeah. had one. Yep. Um, and they, so few people took an interest in it that we were like in charge of it. Yeah. Um, and Davis remembered you, and so I would often talk about John, hey, can I go off and do this thing with John? We ended up uh, doing a public access show together. Oh, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I remember we went through a number of different, the TRVs, and then yep. um, later on I got a PD-150. Do you remember the PD-150? Tell the story about oh, the, the the fate of the PD-150. So the PD-150, for anybody who doesn't remember, which I don't expect anybody to, um, <laughs> it, was a, well, it was a Sony camera, right? Yes. Around 2000, when we bought the editing software. People shot movies on film still. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do they do to this day, but it's really phased out slowly. Yeah. But it was the you know the like, like I believe all in the family was shot on video, like sitcoms, yeah. even in the seventies and eighties. Some of them were shot. Some of them were shot on video. So video wasn't unheard of, but it was not a motion picture medium. Yeah. It wasn't until a few like experimental filmmakers started pushing the boundaries of like what video could do mm-hmm. and what low budget filmmaking could be that they started to try to make cameras that emulated the look of film. Yep. The the chief distinction was uh, 24 frames a second, which was a film yep. a film uh, speed, and 30 frames a second, which was video. Mm-hmm. They started releasing cameras with that, and ultimately we bought like the first major consumer one. Yes. Uh, and shot, we shot I Need to Lose 10 Pounds with that. But before that, 
we had bought the PD-150, or John, I should say yeah. John. John bought everything. John was very truly the executive producer in as much as he was the money spender. So now, nowadays, I had to just remember this in my head just now. <laughs> nowadays, we talk about standard definition and high definition. Nobody sells standard definition yeah. cameras anymore. Um, and when, when you're talking about uh, definition, you know, resolution, we're talking about how many pixels um, of resolution. Yep. And, uh, you know... The, the high def is is 1920 across 1080 high. It used to be 720 across 480 high, yeah. um, and that was standard def. So it had nothing to do with HD and SD. The HD didn't no. even exist yet. The, the big deal about the PD150 is there was three chips. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's what it was. It was there you or CCDs. Yes, you could either buy a single chip camera or a three chip camera, yep. and the three chip cameras uh, could capture basically more color information. Yes. Um, it, it was it, it was the color matrix. I remember yeah. it being described in in high school video class. Um, and I remember like when we shot we shot this little this really lame little video called uh, Alex Martov. Yeah. On the PD one fifty. Yep. And I remember thinking it just looked miles apart. From, oh yeah. And it actually did. It did. It, it it is. That's still a nice looking thing. Yeah. But I mean, it was so sad. That camera was was quite expensive. It was a big news camera. A lot of yeah. people actually used that for like Emerson. I found out years later bought lots of PD one fifties. Even when I went to Emerson in two thousand four, they were like, "We can give you a PD one fifty. Yep. They 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 <laughs> bought they had bought up a bunch of them. Yeah. How much did it cost at the time? Oh, it was over a thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. And that was a lot of money for me at the time. The GL two would be yeah. a, a contender of that I think. Uh, not, at that time it wasn't even the GL2 really the the two big cameras were the VX2000 from Sony and the uh, PD150 and I don't know yeah. why I chose the PD150 uh, but it was really sad because it worked for a little while and then it was it just died it wouldn't power on anymore yeah I was capturing something it was yeah. we had shot Michaela's uh, school play yep and I'm capturing and suddenly it turns off yep and you we went to you and I brought it to a camera repair shop mm -hmm. in like the middle of God knows where probably New Bedford yeah um, and they were like, we opened this camera up and salt water came out of it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And as it turned out, it, it was the very likely story was that somebody dropped it in water. Yep. Sold it on eBay because it still worked, mm -hmm. but expected it would stop working eventually. Yeah. And it broke on us. Yeah. And it sucked. It was awful. And what can you do? Yep. You can't, you can't even really sue anybody. Yeah. I, I, event I sold it for parts for like $500. That's right. You got, you got yeah. a few bucks back. Um, but it was a blessing in disguise for the movie because if you talk about well, and then there was another. Uh, I attempted after that to buy a VX two thousand. I don't know if you remember this. I do because I, I remember sitting out on your patio yep. with myself and Zach. We roped Zach into it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Poor Zach, who had no filmmaking aspirations, <laughs> but would become actually pretty heavily involved in Ten Pounds. Yeah, and we all sat around and did a camera demo with you. Yep, and it was. I mean, I'm you know probably fifteen years old. It was really exciting. A really exciting time to be that young and to have. See, that's what you brought me was like access to equipment I wouldn't yes. have had access to and yeah. knowledge too. And it was really fun to be like, what are we going to, like, what toy are we going to play yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. I remember you, you got <laughs> Still rid of- Still my favorite part. It is, it is really fun. Um, but it, it, at a certain point for yeah. me, I want to use it for something. Of course. Uh, but what was, um, actually, you know, it's funny, the 7Ds or the, the DSLRs kind of became the new version of this. Oh yeah. Where absolutely. it was like, ooh, DSLRs. Well, yeah. Do you remember when like the 7D was, was going to come out and all the demo videos were going up and everybody was just drooling and that, yep. that's always a fun and exciting oh, yeah. time. It is. And it changed independent filmmaking yet absolutely. again, I think. Yep. But what happened with the VX2000? Um, well, I had bought a VX2000 on eBay for what was I thought was a pretty reasonable price uh, from a guy who had good feedback and I sent the money. 
Um, and I got in a camera, but it wasn't the VX2000. It was another TRV, a slightly nicer TRV Ugh. than I think I already had. Um, and I like, you know, went postal on the guy and all that. And, um, you know, a, he apologized and said I needed the money and I took oh, advantage wow. of you. Um, Why and did he, confess? <laughs> he did. Um, and I, I, I eventually I was like named as a, I was part of a, of his bankruptcy lawsuit and I eventually got paid like $600 Holy shit. over four or five years. This ended in like 2009. <laughs> um, like I'd get checks every month from the state of Arizona for $32. It was, it was just ridiculous. Wow. But, but anyway, so I didn't end up having the camera. Uh, and that actually, uh, that was like, that was the second bad blow after the PD. You're almost crippled. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I was making money, but I wasn't making, you Not know, that kind millions. Of I remember you were like, uh, I remember we, we shot on the TRVs for so long in my, I remember we shot this this little uh, satire of Heart of Darkness, yeah. the Joseph Conrad novel, and um, you were like looking at all the blown out stuff, and, and yep. I remember you getting really, I remember being in the car, <clears throat> and you were like, I'm done with these goddamn TRVs, we're getting a better <laughs> camera, you were like really hell bent yeah. on it, I think that's what inspired those, so then what happened with the DVX? Um, I mean, I, I remember I, I was hearing about the DVX, mm-hmm. like there was no camera quite like it just yet. Um, and this whole thing about 24p, which was supposed to be a lot more film realistic, yeah. that was the big thing. We're all downloading clips of what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, like, I remember that these these clips yeah. were going whoa, uh, you know, 24p and 24pa, which you know you could actually reassemble the original frames. Like, yeah. Um, and and I actually had to save up a pretty substantial amount of money to buy that camera. And I don't know, I don't remember. Do you remember the sequence of events? Like if we decided to use it before, or I, I don't remember the exact sequence of of how that went down. Well, we were gonna shoot shoot the movie on the PD one fifty. That yeah, I know that was the plan. And then, and then the PD one fifty died. And then you were like, um, <clears throat> I don't know. We were out of a camera. Yeah. And and the movie was was for yeah, all intents and purposes. Whole, we whole certainly month. weren't going to shoot on the TRV. No. So we were pretty much on hold. I think then, it delayed us. I think I remember it delayed. It was us. a four thousand dollar camera. Yeah. So you must have been pretty like. Was it, I mean, did you buy it for the movie or did you? But what did you buy it for? It was for I bought it for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was it was pretty. And I, I don't think I I did I paid it, I bought it on credit. I didn't buy yeah. it on. I didn't have the cash for it. Right. Um, and I paid it off for years after that. Yeah. But, yeah, um, back then you were a little fiscally. Yeah, my 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 fine my financial management skills have gotten much better over the years. <laughs> I would say I would say like uh, dramatically. Yes, dramatically. Like like from a guy who like uses a credit card a little irresponsibly to somebody who does quite well. Yep. Um, but it's kind of interesting. You know, eventually I would become a grown up and <laughs> and, uh, time. and and get a few bucks and yeah. and be able to pay for my own shit. But uh, but to this day, I mean, you're 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 always kind of out in front when it comes to like the toys oh yeah and, and excited to buy the toys oh i totally am like yeah. both, the, both these microphones for podcasting i was totally there I'm yeah like, yeah i'll buy microphones <laughs> it's yeah. almost like you need an excuse almost oh i do because well, <laughs> i i mean you know i before we had kind of started working on stuff i'd buy technology and i'd like use it for a half hour over the course of its life and i'm like oh no that was not really a wise investment of money now, was yeah. it? So yeah. it kind of, this is, you know, it's given me a, an excellent excuse to buy awesome technology. I mean, yeah, this shit, this shit we, the podcasting is, yeah. has gotten mileage out of these mics already. It's just funny because like I, I was borrowing from media services for a while at school, mm-hmm. the mics to do the podcast and you were just like, bullshit. <laughs> like this is just the money. excuse, this is the excuse I need to buy some microphones. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, we say that like we're we're spending money like crazy, but I mean these are cheap ass movies. The, oh, yeah. the technology and John's contribution to buying the technology is literally the only cost. Yeah. And then from then on out it's it's just Jimmy's pizza and <laughs> <clears throat> various bits here and there. Yep. Um well, I think that's gonna probably do it for now because everything else kind of after that point we've documented someplace yeah. else. But um but yeah, I mean it's 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 an important I don't know. I think back to like, all right, like I wrote this script. I have this music that needs to be written. Mm-hmm. I have these technology needs, um, and I, I I need somebody besides. Yeah, Will wasn't going to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's keep going. So, I need somebody besides myself. You're pushing force. And and yeah, for that reason, I I'm I think I'm tethered to you for eternity. <laughs> and uh, and to this day, like yep. I you're, you know, it, it was cool to you know on on Abo. You would, you know, you, you were just as big, and it made getting around uh, Boston yes. difficult and yeah. getting out of cars and stuff. <clears throat> and then when you dropped some pounds, uh, you became one of the most active crew members that I've ever had yep. doing sound on Sexually Frank. And I mean, how, how was that in terms of uh, like role reversal from being the guy that kind of sat back? Well, to- I mean, I remember I was somewhat involved in 10 pounds. You know, I, I had to be, you know, because I, I had a car and I could drive people around. That's right. You were the uh, car, too. Yeah. And you uh, taught me how to drive, too. <laughs> it's true. <You're> always there. <laughs> um, but then I remember with Abo, um, I wasn't involved. I wasn't on any shoot except for the the scenes I was in, basically. Um, and that really disappointed me, actually. Um, yeah. I really felt disconnected from the film. And I remember and, you feeling that way. Yeah. And so, uh, I, you know, I was wrote a lot of the music, but it, it's not the same experience, obviously. So I really wanted to be involved more in the next one. So, I mean, that, that was a big and exciting uh, transition and change. Be, yeah, and between you and Kyle and Dan, yep. it was... It was the only is the only movie so far that we've made that the crew when we were done were like, "What do you got for another movie?" Because <laughs> yep. we enjoy making movies. We're still waiting. What's next? What's next? <laughs> and I've I've noticed you um, you're a lot more eager and excited to, uh, if I tell you like, here's a date, here's a time, oh, yeah. bring the equipment. Like you'll be there. You'll yep. be there on time. You'll stay all goddamn day, and and you'll do it thoroughly. If it's something like, hey, like in your f- spare yeah, time, never gonna happen. Write some music or something like that. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so I think you like being more sort of active, involved, community yes. based, as opposed to like doing work alone by yeah, yourself. Yeah, independent someplace. work doesn't it doesn't mm. go well for me. I just yeah. uh, don't get motivated. <laughs> I remember writing the ten pound score with you and the Abo score as well, and coming. Mm-hmm. You were like, "I'm only productive in the mornings." I stopped. <laughs> I, I stopped. Being... I was I was quite a bit more of a bitch then. <laughs> than you are now. Still, still a little bit of a bitch. Maybe just but, a little. Yeah. Um, but you were like, I'm I'm not productive after like 11 or something like yeah. that. You were just knowing your limitations. And, uh, <laughs> and one so way to put it. <laughs> I would show show up really early, and uh, and we would we would attack it hard for a yep. long time. I would bring my desktop. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Like I do all this shit on laptops now. Yeah, I know. And, and Where were all the laptops? Even sure on my everybody laptops. I do a lot of stuff on my phone. <laughs> um, like I was thinking about there's there's this new toy called the iRig that you can. It's like a microphone yeah. adapter for the iPhone. You just hmm. go podcast anywhere, and. Um, uh, you know, it's like back then we would literally lug around, not even mini towers, mind no. you, massive tower. desktop towers. I was talking, no, I know what I was doing. I was doing an intro for Hitler Returns on the mm-hmm. Blu-ray of 10 pounds. And I was thinking back to when I would, uh, like, we would set up a camp in your bedroom. Yes. Um, and we would all sleep there for days. Yep. Me, Will, you, sometimes Corey. Yep. Um, all the major 10 pounds constituents. <laughs> and I remember we, those. We would, times. Uh, I would like, we would buy tons of chips, nachos, yeah. cheese, Free overeat like crazy, go oh, to Cumberland yeah. farms, just buy the place out. 
and just for days work on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we made short films. I remember just sitting there animating with headphones yep. on. It was just this kind of almost collaborative environment. Yeah, it was really fun. And um, and we we do that to this day, but kind of in a more, I don't know, efficient, smooth, cleaner way. Yeah. Than have like living in our own filth. And- <laughs> <laughs> to some extent. To some extent. Um well, John, thank you. This was this is an important discount film school. Oh, to, uh, my pleasure. This brings it all together for me, and uh, yeah, there's no um, there's no red cow, red cow even. You are red cow. Yeah, I I I I remember your comment on the original red cow logo. Why do we look like a ski company? <laughs> <laughs> like, we look like some kind of like skate like snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, snowboarding. <laughs> well, I, I mean, everybody has to make up their own little like production yeah. company name. And, I don't know where um, that came from. And I didn't know. Uh, what mine would be, and I didn't want to make one up out of necessity. And then I just turned around. and was like, "Well, this dude already calls himself Red Cow. Like, anytime he buys a camera, it comes to Red Cow Entertainment, <laughs> yep. which is just his dad's house." <laughs> yep. Um, but I was just like, I, I, "Why don't I just adopt that? He's the one spending all the money." And so now, like, I've taken the Red Cow thing and run with it. Um, and it's <laughs> Red your, Cow. It just yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen without John Hunt. So uh, thank you. Thank you.